Thank you for your bride, Lord God, whom you love so much, Lord God. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord God, that we stand together, Lord God, as a fortified city, Lord God, that will not be shaken, that will not be moved. Thank you, Father God, Woo! for igniting, igniting in us a fire, Lord God, that will never run dry, that will never burn out, Father God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Lord. Do what you will in this place, Father God. We yield to you, Father. We say, have your way in this place, Father God. We submit to you. We yield to you, Lord God. Mm. Ha. <laughs> yes, let the fire of the Lord. Woo, let it never burn out, Lord God. Ignite us, Lord God. Ignite the flames, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Rosoka, ha ha, yareka. Robosiki yondoroka, siki yoko. yosi. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo. Mm. <sighs> Majesty, oh God. Majesty, 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 glory, glory, dominion and power, both now and forever, Jesus. You are majestic, God. You are majestic, God. You are majestic, God. We will sing your praises, Lord God. We will declare your name to the ends of the earth, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worthy, 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 worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Worthy, 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 Jesus. Hey. <laughs> Woo. Mm. Just declare who he is. Declare who he is in your life. Thank you, God. You are a miracle working God. You are the healer. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There is no one beside you, Jesus. You are the majestic one. You are the exalted one, Lord God. You're exalted. You're exalted. You're exalted. And we choose to exalt you above everything, above every lie, above every thought. Above everything, Lord God, that would try and come, Lord God, we cast that down in the name of Jesus. And we say we lift you up. You are the exalted one. Mm. Hallelujah to your name, God. To you who sits on the throne and unto the lamb, unto the lamb, unto the lamb. Be blessing. Be glory. Be dominion. Be power both now and forever. Hallelujah. Because you deserve it. It's all yours anyways, God. The sovereign one. The sovereign one. You are sovereign, Jesus. You are sovereign. Thank you, God. Who is he to you? Declare it. Declare it. We thank you, Lord God. You are limitless. <laughs> You're without limits, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo, we declare, we declare God. Woo, we don't declare what the media says. We don't declare what the news says. 
We don't declare what the false prophets that CNN and MSNBC says. We declare who you are. We declare your word, Father God. Mm, your word says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We declare your word. Woo, that says we're above only and we're never beneath, Lord God. We declare your word. That says even if the weapon forms, it's not going to prosper, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. You're tearing down the lies of the enemy. You're tearing down thoughts that are not of you. You're tearing down all the things, Lord God, that have stood in our way, Lord God. You're coming through like a boulder. I hear him saying he's coming through like a boulder to crush all the thoughts, all the lies, all the things that have limited us. It's time, people of God. It's time, people of God. Walk in your authority. Walk in your authority. Hallelujah. I see a boulder. I see a boulder demolishing, demolishing. I see a boulder coming through and wrecking everything that's been in the way. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you for the authority we have in Jesus Christ to declare your word upon this earth, Lord God. We will not be shaken. We will not be moved. We will not be silent, Lord God, but we will say what thus says the Lord. And we speak your word. We declare who you are. You are a mountain moving God. You are a mountain moving God. Hallelujah. And we have that authority. We can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea. Lord, and you said, if we don't doubt, Lord God, we can have what we say. But we thank you, Lord God, that's done in you. That's done in submission to you. And we continue to submit and to yield. Submit and to yield to you, Father God, because you're good. And you love us so much. You love us so much. Thank you for the goodness of you. Thank you for loving us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, God. Oh, you're majestic. Oh, you're mighty. Oh, you're sovereign. Oh, you're just good, God. And we love you today. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord is saying um, the trial, the tribulation that you may have been through, it was all for an appointed time of promotion. And right now he is getting ready to elevate you and to send you on. But you got to stop operating like you're still in the trial and the tribulation. He's raising you up and he's saying, no, I need you now to go forward. But everything that you went through, I'm going to use it for your good. But you got to get out of the, the, the victim or the tribulation process. He says, now is the time for the promotion and the elevation. So I want you to step into it. Literally make a spiritual decision to step into the promotion. Step into the elevation that he's about to, to propel you into. And Father, Lord, we just thank you and we bless your name that everything that we've gone through, every trial, every tribulation, anytime we wanted to just give up and throw in the towel, that it is all going to come forward now for a time such as this, Lord, to, to bring you glory, God. 
to bring you glory, to be an example of all people, believers and non-believers, Lord. But Father, we declare right now that we make a spiritual decision to move forward to move forward into the destiny and the purpose that you have designed for each and every one of us right now. He's saying it's time to step out. It's time for the promotion, but you got to position yourself to be to be ready. So when God gives it to you, that you're ready to go forward. But if you stay in that that stagnation of of the tribulation and the trial and in the valley, you'll never be ready for for the mountain that he wants you to conquer. So, Father, right now, we just declare with all of our might and our strength and our faith, Lord, that we step into what you have for us. Father, remembering where you brought us from, Lord, but going forward into the purpose and the destiny that you have called us in. Father, we declare that we will not look back, Lord, but that we will seek you. We will seek you for strength and for our guidance every single day, that we won't rely on our own strength or our own might, Lord, but that we will trust in you with our whole heart, leaning not into our own understanding, but always we acknowledge you and you make every path straight. And we just thank you for that. Father, we declare right now before the word goes forth that our minds and eyes are attentive. Our spiritual um, eyes are open to what you have. Father, we declare right now that when the word comes, those blessings will flow down. We declare that the word that is being being brought today is for us, that it will not pass over us, that it will not be too high that we can't catch it. We declare that we catch it in the spirit realm right now in the name of Jesus. We declare that this word will push us forward, that it will encourage, it will enlighten and even convict us to do the will of the Lord. And we just thank you in your mighty holy name, in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we ask you to speak today as you're already doing and continue to move as you will. We thank you for it right now. In the mighty name and mattress name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Genesis 3 and we're going to read verse 6 through 11. How many of you are excited about being in the house of God? Amen. How many of you are in expectancy of what God is about to do in your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. How many of you sense God's presence in the place? Amen. How many of you know when you sense God's presence, there's a, a, a certain behavior of yielding that God is looking for so our, we can receive properly. Sometimes we take the control of when God shows up and not learning that when God shows up, sometimes we need to let go of some control. Which means some of the things that we do to work to get there, sometimes we don't know we're there, we'll violate him being there. So if you still taking control, the Bible says that no flesh shall glory in his presence. And so sometimes I use my flesh to get to the presence. But if I'm still in my flesh in the presence, I can lose it. Uh, yeah. And so I have to learn to, dip, to differentiate when God is, is when I'm working to get toward him. But he is in me. We know that. So when I am working to be perceived what, what's in me. 
and knowing that when he is there, when his presence is being manifested, how to allow him to do his work. Don't ever, listen to this, don't ever allow somebody to steal your moment. Uh, I was, tell somebody, I'm I'm not going to let nobody steal my moment. Because sometimes we, we, see, you don't have all all the time every moment. So sometimes God will show up and say, hey, what you've been praying about, the moment is here. But it's up to you to submit to it. Uh, Are you still in your... Are you still in control or are you going to let me take the moment? Because what you've been praying about getting out of, now I'm here to take it away from you. But I need you to not allow your control, your mind to control the environment right now. Let me control it. Forget your neighbor. Let me control it. Forget those who are looking at you. Let me control. But even get the operations of church. Don't let nobody steal your moment. Let your eyes cry. Let your makeup fall. I don't let nobody steal. Y'all, see, when you walk with the army of God, you don't care about all that stuff. Come on, soldiers of God, you, you get down and dirty. You, you ever been to school and you don't walk with people who can't fight? Like, nah, bro, you're going to mess us up. We gonna... You walk with people who can get down in dirt. They don't care in certain instances. But God is looking for soldiers who don't care in certain instances. When it's time to war, we know how to war. When it, Come on, when it's time to really pray, we know how to pray. We're not waiting on nobody to work me up. But when I'm there and God shows up, I'm not going to take the moment for me. I don't care about sounding good. How many of y'all know his presence sound good already? Nobody can preach the best message of God. So never steal the moment of God. I don't care if you're in the car. I, if you had work, you know, ask him to go to the bathroom. But don't see sometimes God. Now don't get in trouble. Don't call me saying, Pastor, I lost my job because God gave me a moment. Now be wise and, and go to the bathroom and take your moment because sometimes we don't know what God is delivering us from. Sometimes I don't know why I'm feeling that depth of instance with God. Why I'm feeling that way. So God knows the bypasses of our life. He knows the things that he's trying to uh, uh, construct and reconstruct in us. Can you say amen? Tell somebody I'm going to keep my moment. Come on, learn how to get your moment and keep it. Because in that moment, his presence will enable you to go beyond your normal self. Some of us need enablement. Somebody say, I need enablement. Come on, I need enablement. You you don't have a problem. You just have a problem of enablement. And, And when I learn how to get in the spirit and walk with that aura, that presence, walk with him, that enablement allows me the access to every opportunity. It allows me the relational context with every opportunity. It allows me the leadway, the sight to see everything that he has for me. So I declare today we're going to be enabled in our destiny towards every promise that God promised us. I don't know about you. We can't do the same thing the way it's always been. I got to know the new thing that God is doing. And if I bypass the new thing and try to go with the old thing, I'm going to miss what he's doing. 
We, the Bible says, be careful of the traditions of your forefathers. Yes. Making the word of God to no effect because of their traditions. I don't have nothing against tradition, but when it violate the now of him. I don't have a problem with tradition, but when it violate what he's trying to do now. Sometimes we got to take a step back and say, what am I doing? Why do I come to church? Why do I do it like this? Don't steal God's moment. And don't steal it for nobody else. Come on. Hallelujah. I want you to turn your Bibles to Genesis 3. And I want you to go 6. We're going to go from 6 through 11. Hallelujah. We have been talking on divine convergence. Divine convergence. Convergence is the maturation or the converging, converging of God and you, learning how to walk with him and converge with him. How many of you know we got the same spirit that God is in our spirit? Our spirit are one. Me and God's spirit is one. So the thing that's in me that's right is him. And he is in me. And greater is he that is Oh, y'all, come on. We, we, gonna, we already started. Greater is he that is than he that's in the world, which means if, if I have something greater in me, I got to discover what's stopping me from getting the greater. Because my something about me is not allowing me to get the greater. So I got to understand the blueprint and the recipe that I've been living from that's not getting the right responses to my life. Are y'all catching this? So this morning, we're going to talk about divine convergence, but if I was subtitled this, I will subtitle this, The Root of Response. The Root of Response. Throughout the, the course of courses that, that we've been in, I am really on a crash course to teach believers how to master communication. How to what? Master communication and master how to disciple. Because believers, we don't have a problem having and getting into certain salvation, certain posture, certain zeal, certain informational stages of our own life. The problem is learning to transfer that into someone else's life. It's okay if I'm saved for me, but if I can't get that salvation over to you. Are y'all hearing me this morning? It's okay if I'm powerful for me. But if I can't transfer what God is to me for you, what have I really gotten into? So we've been comfortable getting powerful for us. But when somebody is a slave of mine and a, a, a slave in the world to things, we can't handle them. And that's a problem because how is it that I'm so holy, but I can't bring holiness? How is it that I'm so perfect, but when it comes to you? 
So we got to reestablish what God is and who God is and what he's trying to do in us and through us. Are y'all catching this? Because I believe if, if you know, sometimes I travel and I see things and my mind just get, I ain't going to say overwhelmed, but my heart breaks. Because Christians don't see what's going, they don't have sight to see what's really going on. But I believe your voice is going to be a voice print for your home. Come on, your voice is going to be a voice print for your block. It's going to be a voice print for everything around you. Come on, I'm going to learn to be the temple of God. Which means everything that's attached to me is going to get an essence of who God is. Come on, can you say amen? Hallelujah. The root of responses, Genesis 3, 6 to 11. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took the fruit and ate it. And she gave some also to her husband and ate it. And then the eyes of them both were, excuse me, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Look at your neighbor real quick. Say, neighbor, where are you? All right. I just wanted to make sure you were here. So he said, I heard a voice in the garden and I asked and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Can you say amen? You may be seated. Who told you that? Who told you that? Can you tell your neighbor one more thing? Tell him who told you that? You don't even know what, what, what are you talking about? Told me what? I just want to know who told you that. Because I'm looking at you and you have a life. So who told you that about your life? Who told you that? Have you ever heard somebody say a lie? And you ask them, who told you? Who told you that? Because how in the world that come down the line if that wasn't the truth? Because the person that tell you that, that, that they're holding a presumptions about something that might have not been the original truth. And I want you to understand something. With every word, there is an origin and intent to it. With every word, there is a what? Origin and an intent. And when you know, understand origin and intent, you understand that words are not for nothing. In fact, the Bible says in the beginning, God created, excuse me, uh, God was his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So the word of God built the world. It built everything. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So you have to understand that words either construct or deconstruct. So when we're talking about convergence, you got to understand that everything is built even with a, a, a convergent seed or a divergent seed. 
You are a builder, whether you like it or not. Somebody lift your hand and say, I'm a builder. Yeah, you work for a construction company. You work for the Kingdom, Kingdom Construction, Inc. The problem is when you don't know you're working for the company, sometimes, you know, you sometimes you get off work. Uh-uh, yeah, I know. When you got the badge on, you are, yes, sir. Yeah, but when you got off work, you went home and acted like your name wasn't in the road. So now you done showed up. But the thing about God is you work for the kingdom, but you're never off. Because even your off days are still in the kingdom. Yeah. So you have to realize that your con the con configuration of your words build things. Whether you're laxative with your words, whether you're, you, you, you're passive with your words, it doesn't matter whether you mean it or not. Your words build things. So before we can talk about responses, I got to talk about the words that we say. Because the construction and the configuration of our words are the convergence of who we are today. When you think about where your life is right now, watch this. I want you to think about something. You are a consumption, a, 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 a total package of words. It's words. Because faith comes by and hearing by the... So any faith that you have about anything, it will came by a word. Even when Jesus said, choose life. How do you choose life? You choose life by the word. And then if you choose that, you didn't choose the life of the word. You choose another, cho chose another word of divergence. See, so we have to realize, believers, that our words are powerful. In fact, the Bible says you're going to be judged by every. My God, I don't know about you. That's kind of scary to me. Like, Lord, watch my mouth. Because if you're going to judge me by every word, I need to watch how I'm talking. Even when I justify. All right. So somebody say words are powerful. Now, I want you to understand something. There's a term. How many of you heard the term social construction or social constructing or social engineering? How many of y'all heard that term before? How many of you know what social engineering is? Social engineering is the ability for someone to use words deceptively or use the way things are, are, are perceived deceptively to make people believe something. So if you watch, because, you know, most of the prophets today are our news channels. We've made them. So if you watch the news and the news say something, some, no, for real, some of us, the news, some of y'all put your head down and everything. Well, I'm not going to go political on you. I know, I know the, the, those touchy topics. If, if, but, but some of us, the news is out that, that's our profit because whatever they say, we start running with what they said. And when you don't have the testing tools to test what you're hearing, by default, you have come into the social engineering construct that they wanted to 
filled. So we have to realize that words are powerful and the construction of the words is what builds your life. And whatever you bring in is what you're living from if you don't have another word to overcome that word. This is why Jesus said, watch this, raise up your children in the way they should go and they will not depart. Now, everybody take that scripture wrong. They don't understand what he meant by raise up. That means indoctrinate them with the word so much so that they don't know nothing else. It doesn't mean make them take them to your type of church and indoctrinate them with your shout, but you don't live it at home and then they don't know what to do when they grow up. Now, I'm not bringing you into condemnation, but we got to understand because the reality of it is the word of God should make you an influence to anybody's eyes. I don't want my children to worship God because I worship God. I want them to see the reality of the fruit that come from a God and you are the force multiply influencer in your home. So when they see prosper, they say, Daddy, I don't see prosper there. So you're right. I'm going I'm to follow your God. I see when you pray that happens, but these folk right here, I don't know what's going on. They say the same thing you say, daddy, but you, there's a, see, you got to learn how to be the influence. So we force feed where we don't know how to live. They don't want my God. No, 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 no. It's not that I want it. You can't show them the way they should know it. Because we've lived in the culture say, do as I say, not as I. Well, how in the world does that work? Because I've been called to do what you do and what you say. So the social construction of the minds that we've been building have been on falsehoods that have been haven't been tested for authenticity. And we don't discern what we are saying that hasn't been tested in authenticity because we bypass the principles that govern that. The principles that govern life, liberty and license in those arenas. So communication, listen to me. And you know what? I, 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 I talked to the Lord and I said, I'm going to calm down, God, because I, I really want to teach people. And I don't want three people to be thrown off by zeal and, and excitement and all that stuff. I really want you to understand some things, because the reality of it is, if we don't start getting the reality to walk with God in higher principles and, th and governing areas, we're going to shout our way to Let me not say hell. We're going to shout our way down the road where we don't need to be. And keep seeing the formation of things not being built correctly. And we're wondering and asking God what's going on. But we can't live by the principles that are in earth. That are in heaven. That he's already gave us accessibility to. So the first thing we got to understand, especially in social construction, is what words have I believed? Say this with me. What words, what words have I believed? One of the, see, this is why it's hard to do a met right, right out of message. I told Jimmy, just follow me, man. I don't know where I'm going tonight, this morning. This is what I, why, watch this. We're going to have to learn, watch this. We're going to have to learn how to honor, but also know how to disagree. 
Because there's a generation called Israel that their children was raised up in captivity because of disobedience of their parents. So if they use the same principles that their parents use by 40 years walking around in what might have seemed like obedience to the child, but it was actually by default disobedience in the eyes of God. If they grew up using the same principles because they call it honor and not learning how to honor but not agree. They are going to follow after the same patterns, not knowingly what they're living by. Most believers today are doing that. Say, why are you practicing that? Well, my mama did it. Ah, what happened to the word of God that we were just talking about your testimony two scriptures ago? Because we don't know where we still self-governed. We still don't understand where we're still operating in self-autonomy. We are still the author and the finisher of our life. And if somebody touched those principles that have not been tested, never proven, then we get offended. Because it's called stronghold. Somebody say stronghold. Now we're dealing with stronghold. Why? What is a stronghold? It means there has been words created so much so around this thing that's been cultivated this thing so much corrosion around it before you can get the reality of what it really is you got to deal with the corrosion you ever had a corroded battery yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta chip off so much just to get to, you know be beating that battery out. some of y'all messed up your car beating the battery stop beating the battery and just go get it somebody you, you, you understand? So, so all the corrosion around it, you don't even know how to get to the truth yet. So you pray, watch this, out of spiritual immaturity, not knowing that until you learn how to get the spirit to deal with that corrosion, you're still going to manifest the same behavior, which means you manifest the same outcome. Most of the things, are y'all all right with this? Yeah. Most of the things that we call on God for, he's already sent the answer for. The problem is your receptors are not open. I was out of town this weekend and an and, 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 and old guy said, you know, God hasn't revealed certain things. And I said, I see what's going on here. Because God has already revealed everything. The problem is not God. The problem is man. So if you're living by these broken precepts, by default, everything that falls around you and under you will fall under that same. Uh, so we're not dealing with a shout anymore now. Are y'all all right with this? We're not dealing with that. We got to deal with the social construct that we, we have been living from so I can make sure that the principles that govern the life, liberty, and license of my life and my children are flowing by the Spirit of God. Amen. Can somebody say amen? So Adam and Eve were in the uh, perfect alignment with God. Because they had nothing else to consider but God. How I many of you know that that's a perfect alignment when you have nothing else to consider but God? Let me show you how perfect alignment they were. They didn't even have their eyes open. Yeah. 
The Bible says when they ate, then their eyes, which mean by the spirit, you don't even need these flesh eyes. Yeah, it's... So you're walking blind, but you're really seeing by the spirit. See, that's the problem. The Bible says we don't walk by the sight. We walk by faith. Walk by faith, not by But your sight is fooling you in the social construct, the social engineering of the world. So we fix our doctrine according to the social engineering. That's why believers are very passionate about what might not be God because they heard it. But they don't know how to test it. They don't know how to govern it. They don't know anything about that. And when you go into that, they think you're crazy. But we mature. What are the lines that govern life? What are the lines that govern liberty? What are the lines? Are y'all catching this? So social construction and social buildings are for us to be deceived. It's for believers to be what? There is no middle ground. How many of y'all know there is no middle ground? In fact, your Bible said if you're hot and cold, I still can't work with that. I, I'm so sorry. I, today you wanted to be warm. I understand. I, you know, I like to be warm too, but I need you to be hot or cold. Why? Because there are no middle grounds, but we live like there are middle grounds. We live like, you know, some of us are okay. Some of us are hot and some of us are cold. And the, we, the most of us are just okay. We don't know. You know, we cruising along. But the Bible says there is no cruising along. Either you're hot or you're cold. Which means I have to understand what am I living from? What am I building from? And what words am I listening to? And am, do I have a checker? Somebody say a checker. checker. Test to see if you're in the faith. Some of y'all in school, you do a lot of tests. You prepare for them. But it's something about the faith. We don't test nothing. Come on. You know what so and so said? Come on. Sound like you believe what so and so said. Man, you know why you believe it? Because you don't have the checker. Do you have the testing tools to test what is said? No matter who said it. So the problem with us is generational all right before i say that let me let me back up a little bit are y'all getting anything out of this no i'm gonna say it the problem we're having y'all ready for this the problem we're having is generational charismatic witchcraft generational chas charismatic witchcraft what did I say? Generational charismatic. What is generational charismatic witchcraft? That I use the word of God that's no effect to what I didn't understand, but I'm trying to push it out there in the wrong. So the children that were born in the wilderness, Joshua circumcised them because they've been under the curse of charismatic which means they've been following the word Moses, but they never came into a relational context with God and they did not know him. And if you raised up like that, 
you're going to follow the same pattern in that generational charismatic witch. So they shouted with Moses, but they didn't know God. They, they went around and ate with what God provided, but they didn't know God. And God was trying to meet them on every occasion. And their children are watching and watching their disobedience and watching them fall, watching what they say and watching what they do. And they're growing up with a framework of principles that's governing their life. And God said, don't let them go forward until you circumcise them right. Because I need them sensitive where the others wasn't sensitive. Which means if I can't break this thing off of you to be sensitive, we continue to make the word of God to no effect. Because what it is to you that it's affecting you, but it can't affect somebody else. So what really affecting you? It's so interesting that something in our gospel has taught us that we can be affected, but we don't know how to affect others. Are y'all catching this? How many of you know when you walk with God right, you don't even have to say a word unless it's necessary. People sense your necessity. Sometimes, I'm not saying this as a bragger, sometimes I go places, I'm just sitting in the back and preachers looking at me and I'm like, why are you looking at me? Maybe he got his discernment off or something. And they walk up and I got this this weekend. They walk up to me and say, man, I, there's something about authority on you. I, I don't. Now, he was going a little too far because he started talking about running from your call. So I think he just went up beyond the Holy Ghost. I'll take that part out the camera. But, but but that's OK. He got the first one right. Amen. Hallelujah. But you understand that when your senses and your receptors are on, you start to discern what God and what's not. So the problem is, it's the word that we keep, it determines our receptors. The word that I hold will determine my re receptors. What are receptors? Receptors are things that grab on to what you're taking in. What have you taken in that might be a lie that you've been reinforcing in your life? Can I be honest with you? You can shout over a broken foundation, but it's still broken. Watch this. Because of the shout didn't point to the reality of the truth. You still are not free. So we've been shouting over problems and not getting the doctrine that governed the truth. Are y'all catching this? Don't tell me it was a good service only because I had a good shout. Don't tell me it was a good service because preacher, pastor preached good. No, what did pastor say? And what shift did it do in your internals that will make you live from the inside out rather than the outside in? Ah, we had good church. I don't mind shouting. Shouting has a reason. But how many of you know some of us need to slow down? Some of us need to slow down. Yeah, because our whole makeup has been built on religious ideologies that's governing movement of zeal and charismaticisms with no precept that govern the body for which we're supposed to live from. 
Can I be honest with you? Somebody said this weekend, they do, somebody told me, say, man, you're so wise for your age. I say, isn't I'm wise or could it be just we were just behind? See, you, you can look from this from two different perspectives, because if we've been living by Israel's doctrine, disobedience, by following the words of God, Moses, the law. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, we like to follow Moses. But when God wants to visit us, we're not interested. And we're missing what he's doing progressively that will enable us to get the aura and the authority to move in realms and dimensions. Tell somebody, don't miss your visitation. Oh, that was prophetic what I said that this morning, huh? Yeah. Don't, don't miss your visitation. Yeah, your moment of visitation, God wants to visit you. God wants to see about you. God wants to know about your pain. Are y'all catching me? So I want you to realize that there is a danger in our words if we don't understand what words are built from. What the impact and the capacity that words have. Are y'all catching this? Which means we, we need to be careful with being presumptuous. Somebody say, be careful of being presumptuous. What is presumptuous? You're, 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 you're assuming something that you don't know. How many of y'all heard the turkey story? The pot turkey story? How many of y'all heard that? Okay, let me hear that. Let me let me teach it real quick. And I, I might say it wrong, but you'll get the gist of it. <laughs> so there was a lady that that had a, you know the, the the grandmother back in the day. Grandmother, you know, when they for Thanksgiving they had the turkey, okay, and and she would cut all the ends off the turkey. It's good ends, but she'll cut them off to fit it in the pot because they didn't have the right size pot, okay. So each generation they keep cutting the ends off although bigger pots are being made. And one day, somebody asked the lady, why are you cutting the ends off? Because generations done passed. Why are you cutting the ends off? And she said, you know what? I don't know. Let me ask mama. And she went and asked mama, hey, mama, why are you cutting the ends off the turkey every time we cook Thanksgiving dinner? She said, oh, you know what? I don't even know. Let me ask my mama. So she went and asked her mama, mama, why are we cutting the ends off the turkey? Oh, she said, girl, we did that because we didn't have enough room in the pot. <laughs> so you waste turkey, watch this, and been reinforcing a principle that's been actually causing you help. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have not been Eric. You're just wasting money. I know that ain't it. But <laughs> some of you are following doctrines of your tradition, of your culture, of your last name. And God is saying, when are you going to submit to my principles? When are you going to submit to what I said? When are you going to submit to what I believe? And rather than submitting to what you think. Yeah, because we do it to it just in a certain extent. Doc, I'll, I'll do what God said there, but Doc, this is, you know, we've done this for a couple of, a couple of years. Why you raise your children like that? You know, my mama did like that. 
Why you talk to your wife like that? Why you talk to your husband like that? Well, you know, that's just what I heard. Why you deal with relationships like that? Well, you know, that's just what I. So by default, watch this. If I don't allow God to deal with my presumptions and identify what is still governing me in those arenas, watch this. I keep reinforcing broken behavior, which keep reinforcing broken lifestyle. Which wasn't a matter of praying. I didn't have to pray for the turkey. You, you see what's going here? So, so some of us praying for the turkey. You didn't have to pray for the turkey to get smaller. You just had to get a bigger pot. You'll catch that when you go home. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm getting a bigger pot. Come on, somebody say I'm getting a bigger pot. Yeah, the, the pot I'm going to get is going to hold what God given to me. I'm going to build my capacity to hold what God has been trying to give me. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of cutting off the ends. Yeah. I'm tired of considering other things. I, I want to cut off everything that's not of God and keep all the stuff that I need to move me forward. What are you governed by? Learn to honor but disagree. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I've been following you. The day that the principles that govern what God said, that's not there. I, I, now I got to consider. Now knowing that it's going to be tested. Are you willing to be tested? Y'all know how many, how many people in the body of Christ are not willing to be tested? That have a mic in their hand. Are you willing to be tested? Why wouldn't you want to be tested? So you want to teach the class, but you don't want to be tested in what you know. How many of you ever, I, I don't know, I think there's more today. How many of you ever been to a college class and a teacher talk acting like they just, they, they reading a book with you? <laughs> you? Please don't tell me you just said that. You learning with me? Oh no, you... I done paid $50,000, for you to learn with me? I could have Googled this at home. I don't need you. Well, you know, I'm just learning with you. I'm just, what? Oh, no, y'all give me my money back. I'm wasting time. Why? Because how can you take me where you've never been? Which means, watch this, what you listen to matters. And who you listen to, what? I'm going to take it a step further. I wasn't, but I, I feel the push too. And I'm going to explain it after. This is why you don't need to listen to everybody's sermons. It's not a jealousy thing. It's not. But you got to understand everybody live. Watch this. Maybe by Jesus, it's one way for him. Watch this. But we preach, watch this, not only the outcome of what happened when God met us where we were supposed to be, but we preach the trial that went there. Oh, I'm about to explain this to you. Which means, depending on who you're listening to, watch this, if, you're, if you, they bringing you to the end of their, the, the faith, 
the salvation of your soul, which your Bible says. If they're bringing you how to enter into that expiration of what God has, watch this. But they've been through so much just to get there. They're going to teach you not only the blessing of it, but they're going to teach you the, pro the process. So you think you got to go through the same process. Oh. This is why sometimes when you leave churches, they'll tell you, watch this, how hard it is to get there. Now, I got to be careful because I'm online. I feel like I opened something up. I should never open it. It's not. Watch this. The Bible says in the last days, we are going to go through things. But be a good cheer for God. He's have overcome the. In the last days, you're going to go through many tribulations, many trials. By default, everybody's going to go through it. Somebody say, I'm going through tribulation. But even though I'm going through it, guess what? I can be a good cheer. Yet, watch this. Depending on who I am submitted to will show me the ropes of what I'm about to get. So I thought it took me five years because it took him five years. I thought I had to fast and pray like him. Y'all yeah. all right with this? This is going to be a little... Yeah, but not knowing that until you get un under a discerning person, your process might, might, might not be my process. I don't know about y'all. I've been uh, uh, I've been up and down in churches, too, and I've heard a lot of stuff. And without the heart of God, I would have kept that stuff and it would have been an infection to my my walk. Somebody say I'm getting out of my, the infections of my walk. Which means you got to be careful of the doctrine you're listening to. Because I don't believe you need to go 40 years like they walked. That don't mean you ain't going to go through trial. But your trial might not be my trial. So don't put your pain on me. Tell me about what God's going to do. But don't put, your, don't, don't put what you've been through on me. Oh, if I can stream this as loud as I can, I would. Because generationally, we are putting our pain... Who put their pain on you? Are you putting your pain on your children? Oh, you ain't gonna get there like that. Come on. Oh, you, you, yeah, you, you know, I, I, I ain't. Why don't you just do this? Oh, cause you couldn't do it. Come on. Please. What, what I'm saying is. If it's not governed by God, why would you give me that? Maybe I should have prayed a little more on this. Uh, Sometimes I could be a little too blunt and I'm trying to work on that. Are y'all getting this? Why, why did God tell you to say that? Or are you giving me what you're governed by? How many of y'all got sayings generationally? Grandma used to say this. Papa used to say this. And then daddy said, and we say it. How many of y'all ever had something like that? Now, how many of you check what has been said by the spirit? Oh, see, there we go. See, we, we, don't, we don't check what's been said, but we just live by it. So you watch this, your strong ministerial self in the pulpit. Now when somebody say that, you clock out of what God said to what. 
Why? Because the social construct was too strong and you didn't realize to every altar of a word, you need an altar to take it off. I, I don't have time to even preach all of this. What did I just say? To every altar of a word, you need another altar to take it down. That's why you can't get off the word that you heard. Somebody say cultivating altars. Which means every word won't take it off. Th this is why God is trying to get with us to go deeper into him. Y'all all right with this? I know some of us thinking like, wait, what word did I been hearing of Jesus? But some of y'all looking at conflicted like, Jesus, what? I don't know what I've been listening to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you don't realize how infectious some words are. How many of you know poverty is because of a word? It's interesting that we think, watch this, that the world can prosper. We have no problem. But as soon as you come into church with something, we got every word against you. You ain't as saved as you think you are because of what you're rocking with. Not knowing that is violate that violates the word of God of who he really is. So we split who God is to make ourselves feel better in our lines of autonomy. Why? So to fit your equilibrium. So I got to make you make myself feel justified of why you making it and I'm not making it. All right, let me bring some love of God in this. Y'all getting a little too deep. God loves you. Hallelujah. See, I saw y'all. Mm. I saw y'all going down. I said, let me pick you back up. Come on, we're gonna make it through the next this morning. We're gonna walk through. Are y'all catching this? Because until we come become interested on how the word works, watch this. We're going to keep being excited Christians with no ethics or principles to govern anything. And making the word of God to no effect. When I go in certain communities, I listen to me. It's a pull. People pull. I, I really will tell the neighborhood, let's sit down. I'm going to spend a week with you. Why? Because when you're building something, it's not hard with God. Somebody say, I got to learn how to build right. When everybody want to just pray about it and shout about it, when you got the principles that govern the thing, you don't have to pray about it anymore. You just do it. How many of y'all know this chair is built? You sit in it, right? You, did you ask the chair? Could, could you, should you sit in it? No, you just sat down, right? You trust it. Yeah, you just sat down. Now, the builder of it, you think he, now, if he came today, would he pray to build another one? Why wouldn't he pray to build another one? Oh, because he already know the tool. He already know the blueprint to build it. So it's already in earth and vets. It's already there, the principles to govern the build. So believers, we might be praying for what we don't understand the building code for. So we'd love to be spiritual, watch this, and sacrifice out of, outside of obedience. Not knowing that obedience walk you through to see the blueprint 
It's called wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. You know what the problem our problem is? Wisdom. The Bible says you fight, fuss, argue, because you have not. And then he said, you have not because you ask. It was about asking. It wasn't about praying. And when you ask, you ask amiss. Now, and then he, he goes down a couple of more. Watch this. And, 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 and then he says, uh, uh, um, if you have a need for anything, if anyone is in need, let them ask God for wisdom. Let them ask God for what? Wisdom. If you have a need, seek God for wisdom. And when you get wisdom, you get, watch this, understanding. Which means it's beyond knowledge. It's called wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Which means you can know that God has something for you, but because you don't have wisdom of it, you pray beyond the pain point of what God really accepts. Not knowing that in your pain reveals wisdom. Somebody say, in my pain, I got to give it to God and he'll give me wisdom. Which means whatever you don't give God, he won't give you back. Casting all your cares upon him for he who he he cares for you. Are you giving God what you care about? Or are you still holding the patterns of your generational cycles? Because you care about keeping the legacy. Rather than keeping divine alignment with God. Are y'all catching me? Somebody say, I'm ready to move forward. You can write this down if you want to. Presumptuous individuals, I want you to listen to this. Presumptuous individuals violate the rudimentary elements that govern life, liberty, and license. Presumptuous individuals violate what? Rudimentary. How many of y'all know what rudimentary means? It means the process or the elements or the principles that govern something. So they violate the process of something that govern life, liberty, and license. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? How many of you ever said something, but you didn't know the process with what you're saying? But because you had to seem like you knew what you were saying, which is called pride, you kept what you're saying, overriding what somebody else is saying. Which means you're presumptuous in the processes that's governing you. So why are you saying what you're saying and it's not working for you? 
Somebody say, let it work for me. What is, let me tell you something about the church. We got to check everything that hasn't been working and check it with the word. Until we're willing to do that, we are not going to see the change we need to see. Until we're willing to come straight forward in the face of what is not working, we are not going to see what we need to see. So we got to ask ourselves, why is, let's go here. Why is the same rate of something, things in the world is the same rate as the things in the church? Why are we still slapping our children around the way the world slap them around? If you've been here long enough, I, I, I put people on the trajectory. It's called, I mean, I heard me tell you to get the book Shepherd in a Child's Heart. If you haven't, you're going to go down that road with me. It's, it's a book teaching us how to deal with children's hearts. Now, I got four of them. They ain't easy. I'm, I, I, we do that also. You, you're fine. <laughs> Why? Because I have to check to see, am I using the word of God correctly when I deal with my children? Or am I doing it the way I saw it done, the way I grew up? Are y'all all right with this? Are y'all listening? Are you checking with the word? Or are you checking with yourself? Come on, don't be distracted. We're going to get somewhere. Because until we start checking ourselves in these elements, you're always going to be limited with God. It don't matter how much spirituality you do, you're going to be limited with God. Why? Because until you can communicate God's heart, mind, and spirit the way he's calling you to communicate, you will never be able to have the liberty to do what he's calling you to do. Are y'all catching me? Somebody say, check your doctrine. Check what you've been listening to. Some of y'all need to turn some of these YouTube people off. It excites you, but it's putting roots of stuff in you that's not leading you nowhere. Because God has a process to preparing your ear rather than somebody else's. I'm going to say that again. God prepares your ear differently the way he's preparing somebody else's ear. So you hear differently from somebody else. But religiously, people love to excite themselves. That's why the Bible says in the last days, they're going to have itchy ears running after their own desires, passions, and stuff. Not knowing that their people are in rebellion and they just love to excite themselves in the Lord to make sure that they still got their heavenly past. Outside of their heavenly past, they're not interested in anything else with God. You say, how do you know? When it comes to doing anything with souls, they're like, no, I don't want to deal with that. There are people they don't want to deal with. Which means you don't understand the gospel that you say you have, which the Bible says the spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus to, to preach the gospel to who? The poor, to recover sight to the blind, to set the captives, to set the captives, to set the captives, you know how to deal with a captive. All right, y'all sleeping on me this morning, huh? Do you know how to deal with the captive? The introduction to a captive was supposed to be freedom. But the way we deal with captives is if they trigger me in the wrong place now, I keep them in solitary confinement. 
The pain that we hold on to is in co co solidary confinement. How many of y'all know what that is? It's a jail term. What happens in solidary confinement? You what? They put you away and make you what? Alone. They isolate you. What word do you have in solitary confinement that's confining you? Do you know how to minister to a captive? Are y'all all right with this? All right. Maybe I should have told y'all we were going to do a class session this morning. Y'all ready for a preach? I'm going to give you one. All right. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. Glory to God. How many of you know that God has a divine social engineering plan? I'm going to say that again. How many of you know that God has a divine social engineering plan? Which means he's going to use his words to build a life. So God has a divine social engineering plan. Are you building or are you tearing down? Watch this. And do you justify your tearing down because you've been tore down? All right, this is the next session. Y'all ready for this? You know what? I, I, I'm going to have to pull my own liberty this morning because I, I can tell we weren't ready for this this morning. I think we should have prayed a little stronger. Huh? Hallelujah. Yeah, Be because if we don't realize, watch this. It's interesting. We realize my captivity. And I do this spiritual thing and thought I was free until I met you. And you brought me back into my captivity. And I'm justified why I tell you what I tell you. Justification is the root of all defilement. Justification is the root of all defilement. Which means you defile yourself in that justification. Let me ask y'all something. Is it justified to do what God said not to do? Watch this. Let me, let me. He said, choose life. So he gave you the principles that govern life. And then he said, choose death. And then he showed you what death looked like. Watch this. And he put it out there and say, choose. So we choose death and blame you for it. Somebody said, it might have been my choosing. But sometimes your choices wasn't yours by default because of the way you were built. You, had, you were entrusted with something. You entrusted in people. You entrusted in parents. You entrusted in things. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You entrusted in those who were supposed to structure and build what you are. The problem is whatever, when things are building you and it's not governed by the spirit of God, by the principles that govern the spirit, what happens is you become, you become disconfigured in your building. How many of you, this is no, no shame, how many of you feel like you see that how things become disconfigured? And it's not saying nobody mean any harm. 
I don't think the Israelites meant harm. They just was looking at themselves on how what they thought about themselves. And they didn't understand what God was looking at. Somebody say what God is looking at. Let's go to some scripture here. Go to Exodus 20, 18 through 20. Exodus 20, 18 through 20. Now watch this. Now all the people witnessed the thundering, the lightning flashing, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood far, far, far off. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear. You speak with us and we will what? Pastor, you speak to us and we're here. Apostle, you speak to us and we're what? Prophet, you speak to us and we're. And it's good. That's good. You're listening. Amen. Watch this. But let not God speak with us, least we. Least we die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to. God has come to. Test you and that his fear may be before you so that you might not sin. Which means sometime your fear of God. Your fear of God is allowing you to stay in a configuration of the word. But if you're not learning how to get to God, watch this. That configuration can be defiled. Because what was a past truth might not be the now truth. I'm going to say that again. What was a past truth might not be the now truth. There is a now truth. The Bible will say things like, and, and this present truth. What do you mean present truth? It's still truth. But there's a now truth and there's a past truth. Somebody say, I want to be in the now truth. So for you to be in the now truth, you got to walk with people in the and if you're not walking with people in the now truth, you'll preach a good message, which is the truth, but it's an old truth. So many of us are with people who still taking 10 years to get to one year. But when somebody's trying to give you a now truth and what you can access, we like Moses. Now, pastor, just let me go to church and get excited and go home. Tell somebody I want a now truth. Y'all all right? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help us to get some language under our belt. I'm trying to get us some perspective under our belt. You know, until we have a desire for souls, I'm talking about souls and it's not church. I say a desire for souls and not church. I say a desire for souls and not church. Until we have a desire for souls, we understand what the church is for. But until we get a desire for souls, we don't know what we're seeing. And the reason why our ears are not open to certain constructs is because what we hold as what we believe is true. When God is trying to open us up to new language to get us into new formations and development structures so we can go forward. Somebody said, I want to go forward. But how many of you know you can't go forward until you have the tools to pass the test? You ever failed a test in fifth grade? 
The teacher didn't pray for you. You might have felt like crying. And we'll let you cry so you can prepare your heart to learn. Uh-oh, I just gave you something there. It was preparing you so you can have your receptors open to receive from all high. So what is prayer really? It prepares you to open your receptors for what you already have. You're still praying for God to come down. When God is looking at you, waiting for you to come out. God is saying, I'm waiting for me to come out of you and you're still praying for me to come down. When I've already came, but the problem is not I'm not there. The problem is your receptors. Because the social construct have defiled you so much, you don't have an ear to hear what's being said to agree with my word in you for where you're going. Some things I have to talk out. And I can give you the scriptures later. The reason why I do that is because I'm saying a lot of stuff and there's a lot of scriptures that agree with what I'm saying. How many of y'all know that? God is trying to open us up. Some of us need to learn how to be wordsmiths. Not to be, watch this, not to be logically and knowledgeable. Knowledge puffs up. Love edifies. But you need to understand with all thy getting it what? Oh, you get understanding when you go to school. Oh, you have to. You better pass that test. But how many of you know when you come in divine understanding, all things are open and possible? Which means, watch this, the understanding of the word of God is even beyond what you've studied. Which means doctors won't even understand this understanding. So which one are you holding highest? God is trying to get us to be governed by principles. Somebody say be governed by principles. Which means you need to understand what governs the limits and levels that you're trying to reach. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now I want you to get something. Go to Deuteronomy 22 really quickly. Deuteronomy 22, 9. Deuteronomy 22, 9. How many of y'all being blessed by this? How many of you ready to get your, your relationship and your communication in, in alignment? It matters not that I'm all powerful if I can't communicate the power onto somebody else's life. It matters not if I'm all powerful and all holy and all spiritual and I can't give it to my children. I can't give it to my spouse. I can't give it. I can't manifest it outside of me. Are y'all catching this? It matters not. Knowledge puffs up. Love edifies. Amen. Now watch this. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of. I'm going to read that again. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed. Least the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. 
Stop right there. You cannot sow your vineyard, vineyard with different kinds of leaves. The yield of the seed you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard may be devoured. Let's go down this road. It matters, watch this. Every word that enters you matters. A little yeast can, 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 can mess up the whole lump. What are you listening to? And what is your ear yielding to? Watch this. Let's go a step further. And why? And why? He's saying, watch this. It matters not if you have a vineyard. In the vineyard. Somebody say, I'm in Christ. I have a vineyard. So I'm in the vineyard. Watch this. But the seeds that are coming in will determine what bear, bears fruit. Which means it doesn't matter if I heard a good message last week. If today I put on something or I listen to something or I listen to somebody that has put something in me and I hold on to that, it's going to defile everything that I was building. Many of us are wondering why is it seem like I'm going year after year not seeing the fruit of what God said. It's because you don't understand the defilements that are coming in. Learning how to deal with defiled structures. Somebody say defiled structures. Defiled language. Def things that are not governed by the principles of God. But when you are like Israel, watch this. You've gotten so comfortable with slavery that the cares is what. <laughs> your cares, watch this, is what makes you safe. This is why sometimes alone is good. Sometimes Abraham have to leave the village. Because familiarity keep keeping him back. Or will keep him back. Somebody say familiarity. Will sometimes keep me back. Come on, I'm going to make a statement. Don't be mad at, to me, mad at me. You can come back to my church. I, I won't hurt nobody. This is why some of you got to get away from your family just a little bit. You, you know why? Because every time you get around them, there's a conjoining force multiplier that put you in that same spirit as them. So where you was walking ahead, now you don't caught in that and you didn't come prayerfully. See, sometimes some family members, I got to pray. Yeah, I got to get my mind ready. Because they don't realize that they'll, they are recourse back to the old you and you are not knowing that they, they're escaping the language and the communication of where y'all are trying to go, but they recourse in their communication, the old you and the old y'all, and now you went in a conversation that walked both of y'all out of true. Know your handles. Somebody say, know your handles. What are you reaching for? Some of y'all get on the phone. You don't feel good about yourself. You can get to talk to somebody else for two hours. She's laughing. <laughs> somebody say, know your handles. 
Some of y'all reach for the, uh, you stop at the, the, the next nearby store to get you a snack pack. Somebody say, know your handles. What are you handling where God is trying to deal with? Ah. What are you resorting to that God wants to take away? We only are in things because we don't know the truth. Are y'all catching this? Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Raymond, can you just close that back door for me? How many of y'all being blessed by this? Can we handle a little more? We, we, are we getting anything out of this? Amen. I, I want you to understand what reception is. God is trying to build your receptors. Say that with me. God is trying to build my receptors. Because until God builds your receptors, which means he has to build your ear to hear, watch this, you're not interested in what he has to say in the first place. So many of us trying to pray to God for what we're not, we're not open to receiving from God. I'm going to say that one more time. Many of us are praying to God for what we're not open to receiving from God. So by default, he has to take you through a process to prepare your ear. So you might be praying in need of something, not knowing that the process for your mind to conceive what he's trying to give you to bring you into freedom is not as easy as just giving it to you. If that's the case, Israel would have just took the seven days, walked in the promised land. They prayed for freedom. God gave them freedom, but he knew the process that they needed to deal with their framework. Because they've been in slavery so long. In generational patterns in slavery. So when you've been in generational abuse, when you've been in generational sickness, Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all too quiet for me to know. When you've been in generational cussing and fussing, when you've been in generational patterns, you don't realize how, how much of God it takes just to take the first step. So by default, you don't realize there is a pain and a, a belief system associated with what you've been doing for the years prior. You know how we know? You, 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 you see, the, the problem is we're not true with ourselves. Somebody say, be true with yourself. How am I true with myself? I honor, that don't mean I have to agree. Because I don't agree with everything that God didn't, I don't agree with nothing God didn't say. So I love you. I'm going to put a smile on my face, but I have to disassociate with that. When I go here, my children don't, uh, yeah, we family, but they ain't doing that. Y'all do that. Well, you know, just don't offend them. You know, we, I, 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 I. see the problem with us, our compromises, because the word of God is not too affecting you. Watch this. You allow the world. You don't know the frame that they're living from. You didn't know that the adversary is what built the doctrine. 
What did I tell you? There is no middle ground. It's either hot or cold. So you look at it as, as a game. You look at it as, well, they just being nice. No, you're compromising principles that govern life, liberty, and license. So that framework is going to give a response of death. Are y'all catching me? When you mature with God, watch this. Everything, be, you look at things principally. So while everybody at the table is smiling and laughing and having a good time, you start to look at the broken processes and it breaks your heart. Because everybody at the table talking about Jesus, Jesus. And they're not willing to have an ear to. Now, it's not hard to prepare the ear, but how many of y'all know that takes time sometimes? So you got to be a master teacher on how to prepare an ear. Somebody say, learn how to prepare an ear. You know what? My brother here, he, he went to school with me, graduated Christ for the Nations with me. Good to see, give him a hand clap. I know I'm, I ain't mean to put you on the spot. But you, one thing, and I'm not talking about the school or anything, but one thing I wish people would have taught at these schools is how to prepare and how to disciple because you can go through school, watch this, and they don't teach you for what the real issues are. So you go out there skating thinking you just got a degree. <laughs> go to the ghetto, go there, and then, oh, gee, you walk off with stuff you don't even know what you was handling. I need more school. Because there are things that are in nature that you, without walking with the spirit, God would, if God is not teaching you it, the principle that you're holding by man won't hold you. But when you understand the principles that govern life, like an architect, watch this, you can sit with somebody and say, no, sweetheart, that's not the problem. I, I, let me prepare your ear to hear, and I'm going to drop some principles in you, watch this, to leave you with, because i got to leave. But I'm going to drop some in you to, so you can start building on something that's fruitful. I was out of town this weekend, and I sat by somebody, and they was, we were having a good conversation. And I started discerning some things, and I was setting, watch this, foundation. Principles that govern certain. And at the table, she rose up. Oh, my God. Messed up the whole dinner. Oh, my God. Because when you've been doing something for so long, and all it was, you just had to reconfigure a couple of things. And you've been praying and fasting and doing all this stuff. But the problem wasn't your praying and fasting. The problem was you was in the wrong soil. Sometimes you got to. This is why you don't always run and move to different places just where you're running from problems. You better discern the soil that God is calling you because there are some things that you won't get until you hear. But you need to hear from the practitioner of it. That's why we got to be successful. If I'm going to teach you success. We don't get investment so I can just look good. God has to give it to us so you can know that when I say it, there's a grace on it. You can run with it. But if I preach it, watch this. And I didn't do it. It doesn't mean I'm not a man of God. It doesn't mean I'm not true. Watch this. But you might take my pattern of it. 
And so you'll be going through with me my process, thinking that your process is mine, so you hold your... All right, let me get out of there. That's too much. Are y'all catching it? Somebody say, my eyes are opening. Are y'all catching this? It matters who you listen to. Making the word of God to no effect because of traditions that they hold to. What traditions are you holding that's bringing the word of God to no effect? Are y'all catching this? All right, let me give you one more. How many of y'all been blessed by this? How many of you really let God search your heart here? One of the things that we have to identify is what is and where are our presumptions coming from? Why am I holding on to what I'm holding on to? Say this with me. Why am I'm holding on to what I'm holding on to? you got to identify why are you holding on? Where is the fear coming from? Because you say, well, why do you say it's fear? Because the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. So if you wasn't fearful, watch this, you wouldn't be scared to let it go. So why am I holding on and what strong word has been keeping it? And what am I reinforcing to keep it there? How many of you know that you are a, a, you are a culmination of the behaviors that you keep? That's why every beginning of the year, I know this year almost out, everybody said they're going to work out. How many of y'all finished up that? <laughs> you meant well, but your behavior showed you ain't about to get. And they bank on this. Somebody say social construction. Oh, Jim's bank on this. They know you a lot. They know that you don't know. Watch this. They know that you don't know that the, be the behaviors that govern real working out and how to get the results. So they say, hey, we'll give you $15 a month. Pay $300 up front. They know you ain't going to stay. They're banking on your confession where you don't have the principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that you don't have the principles that govern the life, liberty, and license of health. So when you deny the workout trainer, they say, oh, yeah, you really, you, actually, it's $350 for the first time payment because we ain't going to see you in the next year. I don't mind taking your money. Why? Because you'll be, you don't have the tools to govern the behavior that get the outcome. So as a believer, watch this, uh, someone who don't know how to study to show themselves approved and rightly divide a word of truth as believers, you don't go with just because somebody knows scripture. You should be able to hear by the spirit and rightly divide and say, ah, where I used to be like, oh, yeah, girl. Now I'm like, ah, ah, ah. that sounded good. But, um. Something is missing right there, and you put that in the wrong place. And that you, you, you know why we can't do that though? We're not looking for it. 
And if we're not looking for it, it means we don't care about what God cares about. All right, let, let's go with one more scripture. Are y'all catching this? Let, let, let's go to one more scripture. Let me show you something here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I, I really want you to understand what God is trying to build. Can you say amen? Tell you what, I, I don't know what I, maybe I didn't put in there. That's okay. I, go here. Go. I want you to go to Matthew 6, 22 through 24. Matthew 6, 22 through 24. Mm. Now watch this. The lamp of the body is the what? Is the eye. The lamp of the body is the what? Is the eye. If therefore the eye is good, your whole body will be full of what? Which means you need to have a good eye. What do you see, Jeremiah? Based on what you see, what qualifies, do you have a good eye or bad eye? We're going to start a discipleship class and we're going to take people out and say, what you see? You know, I know she's just dealing. Mm, she needs help. Mm -hmm, oh, she's just nasty. She, is that what you see? Yeah, we ain't putting you on that assignment. Just go through this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you see? Because watch this, you're going to say what you see. And when you say what you see, you're going to build what you built. All right, let me. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Therefore, the light that is in you is what? How great is that? My God. Which means you're going to defend that darkness. Which means you'll fight for that darkness. Let's continue. Where am I? Watch this. No one can serve two masters. Uh-huh. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Now, it's interesting because the first scripture he, he wrote, he's telling you about light and darkness. He's telling you of your eyes, how your eyes are regulated. And then he says, wait, hold on. You can't understand. You can't serve God. And how many of you know the source of all that we desire or we have expectation for towards people is because of mammon? You think they're holding you back from your mammon. You say, how is that? Because when you think they're holding you back from your what you perceive as your promise, what you perceive as your blessing, you that's that's in in earth. You think that's your. So that's mammon to God because you're, you're in need of them to fulfill the agenda. But the source of it is mammon because you're in need. That's why you're willing to move for it. That's why you're willing to get any job for it. Why? That's why you're willing to run anybody over for it. Why? Because the real need in you is if you had more money, everything will be old. So your reality is your money. 
really governed by your money. You really, because even if God told you something, you're like, no, I ain't got enough money for that. Oh, Jesus, I need a ministering class on this one right here. You know how many ministers tell me that they're working to get the money to do God work? That's okay. I know that. How many of y'all said that before you thought that? It's okay. How is it that God is the author and the finisher of all things, but you got to wait to get the money to go get what God has in all things? Uh Uh-oh, I see. I'm sorry, y'all. We're in discipleship class. We're not. If you can, we're looking for a preach this morning. Because I, I want you to go home with something you can hold. Are y'all catching me? See, the problem is you're discrediting God for mammon. Not knowing that you'll seek to get mammon to do what God called you to do, rather than you'll seek to be in God and mammon follows. See, one got to be a God. We take God with us as we follow mammon. Rather than following God and mammon follows us. So until you flip them around, you're always going to be manipulating and communicating relationship and everything that you talk to. Why? Because you are my problem. And then what my eyes are really supposed to see. That's why the Bible says, where do you think wars and fights come from? He said, it's your expectations. You fight in war because you have not. But you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. Why do you ask amiss? Because you're following mammon. You don't want, you're not crying because, because of God. You're crying because you want him to fix it. I'm not, I'm not stepping on my toe. How many of y'all know sometimes we got to fix our behavior? Sometimes my flesh is crying out. And then I got to switch my flesh to the spirit. Because I'm really crying because I ain't have it. Because I really want him to make a way. But I didn't know the real cry is when I start to sin that he is the way. So I didn't really reach the spirit of God until I see that he is the way. And when my cry changed from getting a way to him being a way, I really haven't come in agreement with who, agreement with who he really is. Somebody say, I need to come in agreement. So what is repentance really if I'm not agreeing with God? All right. Hallelujah. Are y'all catching this? We are called to conform to the word of God. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, that you may prove. That you may what? The problem is your faith don't have no proof. Let me ask you something. Do your faith have proof? How many of you know faith is not faith until it can prove? Faith is an action word. Faith is a production. Faith produces. That's why Paul said, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Which means faith, works follow faith. So you have no works and fruit behind what you say was faith. It wasn't faith. Somebody say, I want to go in faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
And without what? Faith. It's impossible to please God, which means I got to learn how to come into faith. Last scripture, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, and I'm going to stop here. That the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you to know the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of what? The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Where's God inheritance? Where's God inheritance? Where's God inheritance? Okay, so if you're not getting the inheritance. It proves what words you've been living from. Are you inheriting fruitfulness out of what God has enabled in his saints? You can put it on something. I'm, I'm done. A little, 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 little soft for me. Have you been allowing God's word to deal with your innermost beings? God is trying to give us sight to see. How many of you want real change in the world? How many want real change in your family? How many want real change in your children? For, but for, in order for you to establish something, you got to know what governs that. Which means I don't care what I've learned before. If it doesn't line up to the word of God, I got to throw it up. And I watch this. And I don't force feed my change on somebody else. We got to change our definitions, people of God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Which means if I am thinking I'm only full for me, and when it comes to somebody else, I can't communicate with them because they're going to just trigger me, you're not as full as you think. You're, you're, not, as, you're not as awakened as you think, enlightened as you think. But I believe God is going to give you language and license to learn how to transition your freedom into someone else. Somebody say, I'm ready to take them steps forward. Somebody's working on your word. But is your word according to the alignment of God, which called you to be an oracle? Or are you speaking your own based on the traditions of men? It's time out for old language. Girl, I know my mama used to say, ah, did, I know your mama used to say that. But did you check what your mama said? Is according to the word or is just what your mama said? Y'all gonna stone me later. I'll, I'll be all right. Well, you know that we used to say, who cares what? Listen to me. What is this what building you? Is that why they're, is that why your children are addicted? Is that why your marriage is broken? Is that why th this is falling apart? Could it be that the words that you're reinforcing that has no life attached to it? Somebody say, I need words of life. Come on, don't, don't go into condemnation, go into to co a correction of the spirit. What is a correction of the spirit? God, 
Search me, find in me any words that I've been holding as reinforcement patterns of my life. What have I been securing myself in to balance my discomfort about how I see myself? How many of you love your family? Yes. But sometimes you got to walk with God the way he tells you to walk. Some things you got to break away from. You're not responsible for everybody. Say that with me. I'm not responsible for everybody. Which means if I'm here, you get me at this time. If I'm not, I'm going to have to just pray for you. But I can't live my life under the tutorship of what you govern by for me. Stand to your feet if you can. I believe God is breaking the presumptions and breaking the hidden fears and breaking the things that are really violating the growth. Why we're not growing? Why are we trying? We desire to grow, but we're still stagnant. It's because God is wanting us to be honest about where we are. He's wanting us to be what? Honest about where we are, which means we have to have the right tools to test, which means that I have to learn how to test myself. You know what I loved about David in writing all the Psalms? If you really love the Psalms, read them. You know why the Psalms are good? David was one that always tests his heart. All his songs was about testing the heart. God searched my heart. You know why God used David so much? Because he, he had a relational context with testing where he was at. He knew where he was positioned. But it's interesting, believers, we don't know where we're positioned, but we love to say and do and all this stuff. And God is saying, listen to me, I'm trying to reposition you. And there, you don't have to try to do all that stuff. You are that. You don't have to tell people your denomination anymore. You, be, you walk into. It's time to be an example. Somebody said be an example. You know, I, I, I get to a point where I get tired of preaching. And I'm ready to teach. You know, be, because, you know, I, I'm just. You get a point where you get tired of seeing the same thing. And I'm like, okay, we shouting, but. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell somebody, do you understand what I'm saying? So until we get to a place of understanding, withhold thy getting, get what? Until we get to the understanding stage, tell somebody, keep working. Because you read every book in the Bible. If you got a degree in it, you read every book to make sure you got your understanding. You got one book, God of saying, that will point you to the revelation of who he is. I need you to get to a point of understanding. How many of y'all want to go further than you ever been next year and the rest of this year? You're, the only way you're going to do that is if you can learn how to test yourself to see what you've been living by. And anything that's not of God, throw it away. But don't, watch this, you can't build it back by yourself. you got to conjoin with somebody who's been through that line. 
which means Moses opened the Red Sea for them, which means sometimes you're going to walk by default of who's walking. Which means you better know who opens Red Seas. Because you'll get by with them. Which means you thought it was a 10-year process. It might have been a six-month process because of who you're walking with. people watch this stop trying to force feed them and allow yourself to come into the principles that govern their life and liberty and license for their life if you really want to change somebody walk with them in a way god will walk with them if a child is being lost if something is being lost can you be an out of pride enough to humble yourself Ah, I can't deal with them. Why? There should be no one. Watch this. Let me say this with you. There should be no one you can't deal with. I didn't say you have to bring them salvation, but the Bible says some plant, some water. God give the increase. What I'm saying is if whatever you can't stand in the midst of and not be triggered, there's a problem not with them, but it's with you. Are you looking in the mirror? Tell somebody, look in the mirror. Which means if you haven't learned to look in the mirror, you don't know what you're really looking at. You know, we love, we, we, I can sit here and preach. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't boast. Love is a, what a goodness, faith. Love does not hold no record of wrong. And then we leave this place and everybody holding records. Love, don't hold it. Yeah, pastor, until you get in the situation. Why? Because we are emotionally engaged when the spirit of God is trying to get us spiritually engaged. So I believe it's time to identify if am, am, am I going past the emotion into the spirit or am I still in emotion? Because you can worship in your emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Watch this. Because you need to cast your cares, but you got to know how to yield into the spirit. So you pray from the emotions into the. So many of us start in emotion. We never get to the spirit. You know how you didn't get to the spirit? Because you're not agreeing with God about your situation. So the same way you went in prayer, the same belief systems you got out of prayer. How many of you know when you, how many of y'all know the mind of God is different from your mind in the flesh? How many of y'all experienced that? You, when you really prayed, you're like, oh, you know what? I was wrong. I, I wasn't looking at this right. Oh, so that means that you're not, that means there's two sides of this. Guys, we don't have time to play church. Somebody say we don't have time to play church. God is calling each and every one of you to rise up and become what you were born to be. Somebody say become what you were born to be. What I loved about discipleship this morning, somebody I heard y'all in the room, she said, you know what? I'm glad pastor teach us how to be ourselves and, and learn how to, to, to be what we're called to be. Because the reality of it is you're not going to kill me, number one. <laughs> number one. And number two, how can we be the body if you never manifested what you were called to be? 
So how in the world I'm going to sit under the toolership of somebody who don't have the tools for me to be what I'm called to be? So what am I getting? Well, I go to that church because they have a good this ministry. It doesn't matter. What did God tell you to go from? Are you still in self-autonomy about your development process? Are you still, te- you still telling God how you're going to grow? Well, I, you know, I see everybody like this ministry, so, I, you know, they got to be. I'm not saying they're not good, but it might not be for you. Sometime God sticks you with things to put you in a place to get what you need from that, to build your toolkit for where you're going. I, you know, one of the things we got to break in the church, only the pastor need to be over spiritual. No, everybody needs to be spiritual. In fact, if you're called to the systems of the world, you better be more than spiritual. Because you got to learn how to read minds, behaviors and, and associations everywhere you go. Least you be compromised. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Many believers are compromised because you don't have the tools to govern communication. But I believe today we're going to learn how to go deeper with God. Can you say amen? I want to pray for you. That we identify every area of our life. And whatever God is calling us to be and become. Watch this. Culture is strong. How many of y'all know that? Generation is strong. You know, some, uh, y'all don't be offended. This is BCC. I'm sorry. You know, but when we all get all, everybody have different families. You, you, you know, you got the, 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 the family and the, 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 the cousin that's a little off the, to the side. A couple of screws gone. You might be that person. That's fine. Like, Pastor, I am that person. I'm the one that screwed up when I meet my family. But what I'm saying is you got to learn to discern what you are doing, not just doing it as a good Christian. There are laws and there are things that govern our faith. Amen. So I believe that whatever God is calling you to and sticking you to, hold to that. And how you're going to hold to that is learning how to be in love with God. But how do you know? You, how, how do you be in love with God? Watch this. Learning. How to be loved by God. Some of y'all, we need to write that down. The mystery of loving God is learning to be loved by God. You love him because he loved you. But don't tell me you love him because you don't know how to love him without him loving you first. Your kids need to know, watch this. They don't need to love you if you don't love them first. They do need to love you. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But watch this. I want them to love me because I love you first. Beyond your mistake. There should not be another generation neglecting their children. Because you're the builder of your children.
I want to pray for us. And I want to pray that we find a place in God where we get a continual feeling of His love. And that love will lead us and guide us into all truth. So we can learn how to walk by every principle that governs God's word, not our own. That we can check ourselves. How many of you since you've been in this church, you've been learning how to check yourself? Some of y'all are like, man, I've been checking a lot, Pastor, and I'm finding out some stuff. <laughs> why, why do we do that? Because we're trying to find what is governing me that's causing the behavior that's causing the outcome. So if I can't check the word that governed the behavior, that governed the outcome, what was at the beginning of it? The word. It was the word that brought the behavior that brought the outcome. Who told you that? Tell yourself that. Who told me that? Who told me that? Come on, who told me that? I want you to go home and say, who told Everything you hear, when you're in a conversation, oh, who told you that? Who told me that? Who told me that? Because if you're not checking, is that God's word or yours? I don't care who's talking to me. Is that God's word or yours? I was in a meeting one time, and everybody in there supposed to have been Christians, they are Christians, we're Christians, they're Christians, but they're cycling, reciting something that somebody said generationally. And I'm the only one with a sour face. And you know, I don't like to cause no trouble because they think I'm, I'm just trying to put things in order, guys. I can't live from anything. And when I broke it down, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense because if, it doesn't matter if we go to church and keep praying on this. If you keep this thing here, you're going to live from that. What have you told your children that was wrong, not by the, by the Spirit? What have you told your spouse that's not by the Spirit? What have you told somebody at work that wasn't by the Spirit? Somebody say, learn to dismantle that. How do you dismantle that? Watch this. It's called apologize. It's called forgive. It's called be vulnerable. But if you try to do that in your own flesh, you're not going to make it. You know why you're not going to make it? Because you're still needy to get something from them. Every time you're needy in a conversation, how you know you was needy? Watch this. You were mad at their response. I really feel like God, you know what? Believers Connection is going to turn into a family center. A training center. Because I'm a really, I, no, I'm serious. I'm going to slow down. Because I have a lot of information. Sometimes I'm just sitting there like, man, you know what? I, I really think we just need to teach this stuff. There's a lot that we just need to teach. Yeah. Are y'all catching this? Yeah. Yeah, we get excited, but you know, let, let's, we, we, we'll do that after. How many of y'all ready to learn? How many of y'all willing to learn? How many of y'all want to break the cycles and start moving up some, some areas? Come on, how many of y'all want to do that? Amen. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray that you allow God to prepare your ear to have an ear to hear. And when you have an ear to hear, there's nothing that God can bring you into. Are y'all catching me? 
the preparation of your ear will determine whether you take five years to do it or one. The preparation of your ear will determine whether it takes you two months or it takes you two years. And we love to blame God about our moratoriums. It wasn't God. Watch this. The Bible says, he said, I said it wasn't no yes and no with me. It was yes and a. It was yes and what? Oh, so what? The problem wasn't with my amen. It was with your amen. What is amen? I agree. So I repent from every disagreement that divergent seed has built me in. And I come into convergence with the true one God. Until you can learn to stand with God, no matter what man says, God is still processing you. Are y'all catching me? I'm going to leave you with this last thing and I'm going to pray. Your spiritual compass is determined by how much love you allow God to give you. It's determined by what? <laughs> Which means your heart regulates that love cycle. Your what? There are functions of your heart that are the reality of your life. Out of the heart flows the issues of. So the reality of it, it wasn't, it wasn't just with you. It was your heart. So the words that bring spirit and life is supposed to join the heart to function properly for the life. Amen. As she pass out communion, I'm going to pray for you. And, and we're going to go forward. Close your eyes. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together. And we ask you, God, to continue to walk us along the path of truth, righteousness, faithfulness. Lord, we desire to know you more. And Lord, I declare today that we will be and we will learn how to walk in your love, walk by the Spirit, that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but we can fulfill the love of the heart that we desire to walk by your Spirit. Lord, I pray today that you awaken your people today, that they do not diminish their call, but they rise up and walk in the liberty and license beyond the limitations of this earthly realm and speak and become all that you called them to be. Father, I pray that we will learn how to manifest and know the truth that we will be set free. We thank you for the, your grace, your mercy, your kindness, and your everlasting love. You are God and God alone, and we worship you. We adore you. In the mighty name and matchless name of Jesus Christ. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. Can you give God a hand clap? Hallelujah.
How many are blessed by this this morning? How, how many are ready to learn the art of communication? How, how many are ready to, how, how many of you know that you are a, a product of your relationships? Uh, ain't no such thing as, you know, I hate everybody and I'm going to move forward in God. Nah. You, you're a product of your relationships. So you got to learn how to communicate effectively. Somebody say effectively. Which means when you walk in uh, alignment with God, God is going to anoint your mouth to speak like he speaks. To move like he moves. Amen. I don't know about you. I'm tired of seeing families and children torn apart. I'm tired of seeing presumptuous principles lived out that's breaking families and breaking children. Seeing that if you keep doing these things, that's going to hurt these children. How many of you know if you get an engineer out here, he'll tell me if this building going to fall in one year or So believers are supposed to be engineering solical development and solical architecture, but we don't have language beyond hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. And until we desire more than that, that's where the start. But until we desire more than that, we're going to allow, watch this, we're going to see the outcome of the principles that's, go that's governing the reality of what somebody lives, but we have language. So we sound good. But the foundation is not good. So I declare we're going to build right. It matters how you build. I said it matters how you build. It matters how you build. How many of you know there's different ways I can bust my door open? I can kick it open. I can get a jackhammer and open it. Or I can open it the proper way. Just turn the knob and I'll save the knob. I'll save the door and I'll be able to keep it and properly use it. But there's many ways I can open it. How many of you know there's many ways I can get my son to make his bed? Uh-oh, y'all see y'all not. I can slap him beside his head. I won't slap him beside his head for kids' sake ears. I can kick him. I can manipulate his mind. Oh, I can find the way how to communicate how God communicated to me. There's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end. People of God, I need you to start looking at ends. Behavior will prove the doctrine that govern. That's covering the word. When you see a world messed up, it doesn't mean that you need to fix the behavior. It needs to mean you need to fix the word. Somebody say, I need to get the word out. It's called the good news. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's called good news. But there's a way. Because they heard it from the churchy way. So when you come in with your scripture, in their mind, they clock back. Oh, I know from um, my mama went to that church, Baptist First Street, uh, Bedside, uh, 22 Street. I, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I know that scripture. So they're not take watch this. They're not taking you serious for what doors are open in their life. 
Because you have to know how to have the temperament, the attitude, and the character to really let them know that you care. And build a bridge enough to impart into them structures and foundations that they can start building on. Now we got something to work with. Are y'all catching me? But you can't perceive if you're not sensitive to his spirit. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We're going to take communion. And as we take communion, I really, really, really want you to know that as we take this, this is a sign of what Christ has done for your life. You're not a victim. You're not going to stay. I said we're not going to stay in bondage. Come on, I'm going to break this off of my life because of what he's already done for me. So as we take this, I want this to be a sign, a sign that God has accepted me. A sign of acceptance. Amen. First Corinthians eleven seventeen, excuse me, eleven twenty three. It says, for I received from the Lord that what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Before you take this, I want to pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. And as we take this bread, we take it, God, as your body and as your blood, knowing that you have finished the work. Lord, we declare and we thank you for the finished work today. And as we know that it's finished, we will walk in freedom, liberty, and justice. We thank you for your love and care. In Jesus' name, break and eat. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant. This cup is the what? Is the what? Is the what? Which means in the new covenant, you must come to learn to meet God. The new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I want you to take and drink. Hallelujah. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Come on, give God a hand clap. That is finished. Come on, give him a hand clap. That is finished. Amen. Amen. How many of you are excited about moving forward with God? How many of you are not going to let nobody take your moment with God? Amen. Amen.